Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. What an awesome God you are. What a mighty God you are. Indeed. You reign. Yes. Forever. my days. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Wow. What a day. Amen. What a day. I feel the presence of the Lord here mightily. And uh, I know we are blessed because we came. Hallelujah. Amen. I want you to put your hands together for yourselves because you came. Wonderful. Wow. And you are looking beautiful. The choir is blowing my mind. You know, it's just too beautiful. Hallelujah. It's beautiful in this place. It's very beautiful. And that is the way we ought to do it for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. He deserves it. Well, I want to wish all of you a very happy Valentine's Day. A special, special Valentine's Day from my heart to all of you. Hallelujah. You make life so special. You are a people that make life so special. You are a congregation that if I wasn't the pastor of this church, I would be very, very, very jealous of the pastor. Hallelujah. Every now and then, I will come and I will spy on this pastor and I will be praying for the day that they will transfer him and I will become the pastor of that church. Hallelujah. It's such a wonderful place to be. I am so blessed to be a part of this congregation. I am so blessed and so honored to be your pastor. Hallelujah. So happy Valentine's Day to you all. And may the Lord fill your life mightily. May the Lord fill your hearts with love. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, on behalf of the presiding bishop, Bishop Dagwood Mills, I want to welcome all of you to this beautiful sanctuary. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that was a beautiful ministration. Thank you, young ladies. And thank you for the choir. It was such a powerful and a beautiful ministration. I feel so blessed already. I am so blessed already. But um, we want to share for a short moment the word of God. How many of you have been attending our convention? We have a three-day convention, and today is the season finale. Hallelujah. Today is a crown finale, and I don't want you to miss it. So we want to share for a short time, and we will get ready, pack ourselves, and we are heading to Yankees. That is where the action is. Hallelujah. 
And tonight, I think, is going to be powerful. Amen. Amen. How many of you have been blessed by the messages that Reverend is sharing for us? For those of you who missed these two days, the messages are on the podcast, and I want to encourage you, LCI Yankees, I want to encourage you to listen to these messages, life-transforming messages, and you'll be blessed by them. Hallelujah. Mighty, mighty messages. And certain life ch- lifestyles will change in your life. Hallelujah. I say certain lifestyles will change. Amen. When you listen to these messages, you'll be encouraged. And you'll make a determination to move forward, to make a U-turn in your life. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Can you give me a little volume, please? Well, we want to come before the Lord to hear his word. So let us pray. Let us pray. Father, we are thankful and grateful this afternoon. We thank you, Lord, for this wonderful opportunity you have given us to be in your presence to hear you. We thank you, Lord, for this great blessing. Father, we ask that you speak to us this afternoon, Lord. Let your voice be heard. We silence every voice that is not of God. We subdue every spirit that is not of God. Father, the forces of darkness which even protect Prevent us from sharing your word. Lord, let them not prevail this afternoon. We ask, O God, that you give us hearts that are receptive to your word. Let your word come forth and let it accomplish the purpose for which you send it. Lord, let me be a vessel. Use me and speak through me. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, with a clap offering, why don't you take your seats? For the last few weeks, I want to say that those of you who are here today, you have taken your walk with Christ to another level. Serious Christians, committed Christians, say to your neighbor, you are not a fair weather Christian. Freezing, but you are serving God. Wow. Cold, but you are serving God. Amen. At some point, I couldn't feel my toes. I wanted to take my shoes off and see if they are still there. So I am looking at a woman who has certain shoes. May the Lord give you grace. To wear certain shoes and certain clothes. Amen. Wonderful. Well, we've been sharing for some few weeks about the madman of Gadara. We've been talking a lot about demons. And um, are you tired of hearing about this message? You know, I was going to preach my Valentine's message. And then um, I said, you know, let us not give them any place at all. Let us not give them any place. Let us be consistent because 
they will turn around and come back. So we want to be consistent with what we are sharing and we want to finish with what we are sharing. So uh, I decided that um, I will not give them any break at all. And so we will continue with the message that we've been sharing for the last few weeks about the madman of Gadara. The madman of Gadara. Hallelujah. And we've been reading from Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. Let us read Mark chapter 5. How many of you were here last week? Last week we shared so many things. Last week we shared a lot of things. We shared about the territorial nature of demons. How demons occupy territory and they operate in territories, in areas. How demons operate in localities. Hallelujah. And we learned so many things about these things. First, we learned that planting a church is more difficult in certain areas. Isn't that so? There are certain areas where it is difficult to plant a church. In certain places, church growth is difficult. Hallelujah. That is why when you see a church that is not doing well, a church that is not thriving, you ought to pray for them. You don't laugh at them, but you pray for them. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. If, our, if the weather was like this every Sunday, you realize that this will be our members. Do you, do you understand what I'm sharing with you? If the weather was like this every Sunday, there are certain people who are not able to come in the cold. They freeze when they come in the cold. And so they will not... But they don't freeze when they are going to work. Always think about these things. Always. When you are taking decisions about church and about God, think about these things. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We also say that um, Christian, the Christian life is easier in certain places than others. The Christian life is easier in certain places than others. Amen. There are some of you who had a, a, a particular lifestyle when you were in a certain country, you don't expect that you are going to serve God in another place the same way. You don't expect that when you don't come to church, a whole lot of people are going to come to you, call you, visit you, do all sorts of things. You ought to come to a certain level because you have relocated and it's different. The situation is different now. Hallelujah. Amen. There are some of you who were very, very serious, committed. You used to travel. Sometimes you used to walk to church. Walk. When you didn't have money, you would walk to church. And you have come to another place. If they don't give you a ride, somebody does not come to pick you to church, you will not come to church. Somebody has to give you a ride before you will come. Amen. You know, it baffles me how certain people come to this country and they say they are looking for a job. And then somebody says, there is a living job in somewhere in White Plains. And you have never heard of White Plains. You don't even know how to get to White Plains. You don't know what bus goes there. All you need is they give you the address and they give you a phone number and they say, go. 
And no matter how cold, no matter how far, no matter where the bus is, you will find it. You will find the bus and find the train and find everything that gets there and you'll be there on time. And no one needs to pick you up. By the time they realize you are standing at the door and you are knocking, I am here with your living bags and your soup. Amen. You see, but when it comes to church, when it comes to coming to church, then it's a different thing. Somebody has to call you. Somebody has to pick you up. Somebody has to come and wait for you. And somebody has to beg you. Think about these things. Amen. So we said that the Christian life is easier in certain places than others. And next we said that the prayer is more difficult in certain places than others. It is more difficult to pray in certain places than it is in other places. Hallelujah. The next one we also said marriage is different in certain places. In certain places, very small Thing can cause a big issue which can lead to a divorce. Hallelujah. In certain places, just argument over you forgot my birthday or you, you didn't come home on time, you didn't call me that you were not coming, you didn't, it can lead to a divorce. Do you see? In certain places too, like I was saying, someone can have three children in a year and he will still be married. Amen. Amen. So marriage is different in certain places. We also said that children are more likely to be rebellious in certain countries. Children are more likely to be rebellious in certain countries. Now we are sharing all these things because we say that demons are territorial. And the demons in another place will make children rebellious in that place. So you don't rise up and agree with the demons and say, as for children in this country, this is how they are. You ought to disagree with them. Because no child was born to be rebellious. Hallelujah. We also said business is more difficult in certain places. Business is more difficult in certain places. There are certain places where people have started business and each company that came there closed because there are demon possessed areas that you don't just go in because you have business skills. Amen. You, you don't come in just because you have demonic, you have, you, have, you have money and you can buy so many things and set up the place. Hallelujah. We also say that any home or room or dwelling place that you go to must be sanctified before you stay there. Amen. Amen. Students, when they move to a new dormitory, it ought to be sanctified. When you go to a hotel, you ought to sanctify the place before you lay down to sleep. You don't just put your things and start hanging your clothes. Because the pillow that you are going to sleep on, snake heads, snakes, people with snakes on their head, they have laid on that same pillow before. All sorts of sins are committed in hotel rooms. All sorts of sins. And so when you go to a place like that, you ought to sanctify the place before you sleep. Amen. 
And we also said that territorial nature of demons also explains certain racial and ethnic characteristics. Did I give you that? Okay, so write that down. Territorial nature of demons also explains certain racial or ethnic characteristics. The territorial nature of demons also explains certain racial, ethnic, and ethnic characteristics. Certain racial or ethnic characteristics. Now, this explains why sometimes we say black people are the way they are or white people are the way they are. Or we say this ethnic group is this way or that way. Hallelujah. It's because of the territorial nature of demons. Amen. It explains why you hear sometimes they say, oh, Nigerians are like this. Do you see? They say, Ghanaians are like this. Asians are like that. They say the Ashantis are like this. Or the Gans are like this. Or the Ewers are like that. It is because of the territorial nature of demons. And so you will find a common thing among certain group of people because of the territorial nature of demons. Hallelujah. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing? You hear people say, oh, Nigerians are very swift businessmen. They are very swift in business. Very crafty in business. They are very, very intelligent people but very crafty and very swifty. Hallelujah. You hear sometimes people say the Ashantis like money. They like money and they like property. They like show off. Yes. They like show off. They like property. Amen. So you will find find Ashanti man who is hungry but he's buying a land. He's hungry, he cannot afford food, but he's building a house. His health, he's sick. His health, he needs to see a doctor and pay money for medicine. He will not, but he will build a house. Amen. Oh, you have not seen some before. You are behaving as if... You will hear that there's a group of people who are very stingy. They say, this group of people, it starts with a K. K and they live in something mountains. They are very stingy. And you see, it is amongst the group. It's the territorial nature of demons. So if you are a woman and you marry a man from that place, understand that this man is going to be stingy. Except the Lord delivers you. Hallelujah. Amen. They also are like that. They will not spend money on their health. They will rather die rich than to live and be poor. They will die having a lot of money than to live and be poor. And it's all because of the territorial nature of demons. There's another group of people also, they like to fight. They like to fight. For them, discussions are unnecessary. 
We don't make discussion. We don't discuss things. We beat. We fight. What is discussions? So you can find this group of people who they have moved to. They can be. They moved to Montana, but they still are fighting. They don't discuss. If you do something wrong, we don't sit to discuss and no argument. We don't. We beat. We beat you. Amen. There's another group of people also. They like voodoo. They like voodoo. Juju. They like voodoo. Black magic. Amen. They like black magic. Every family, every family has its own God. And some are afraid of others. Amen. They are all afraid of one another. Everyone is afraid of somebody. It is the territorial nature of demons that explains these things. Hallelujah. So be watchful of these things. And be mindful of these things. Amen. And when you, are, when you are from a group like that, you have to single yourself out and say, minus me. I am not subject to the demonic possessions and demonic dominions. Don't be subject to them. Always identify that this thing is not normal. This thing that is amongst my people is not normal. Amen. May the Lord deliver us from these things. Today I want to share another thing with you about demons. Today I want to talk about the compatibility between good and bad spirits. The compatibility between good and bad spirits. I want us to read Mark chapter 5 and verse 1. Mark chapter 5. This is the story that we've been reading for several weeks now. It says, And they came over onto the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwellings among the tombs. And no man could bind him, no, not with chains. Because that he had been often bound with feathers and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the feathers broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, Crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God 
that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. Hallelujah. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. Amen. Now, we see in the story of the madman of Gadara that a good and a bad spirit can live in one person at the same time. You can have a good spirit and a bad spirit living in one person at the same time. Verse 6, it says that, but when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. He ran and worshipped him. He ran and worshipped him. I don't know how many of you run to worship God when you see Jesus. When you are coming to church, I don't know how many of you run to come for the worship. This man, there was a spirit in him that made him run to Jesus. A spirit that made him run to worship Jesus. He says when he saw Jesus, that good spirit in him made him go to worship him. Made him run to worship him. And then he says, and cry with a loud voice at the same time. And cry with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. Hallelujah. So at the same time, he cried out for Jesus not to torment him, not to disturb him. This was the evil spirit part that was speaking. So there was the good spirit that yearned to worship him. And at the same time, there's an evil spirit that is resisting Jesus. Amen. So we see one spirit that is worshiping and another spirit that is opposing God. There can be two spirits, an evil and a good spirit, living in a person. Today I'm going to show you something very, very important. So I want you to pay very close attention to the things that we are sharing. Hallelujah. There can be a good spirit and an evil spirit living in a person. Mark chapter 1 and verse 21. Mark chapter 1 and verse 21. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 1, verse 21. It says, And they went into Capernaum, and straightway on the Sabbath day he entered into the synagogue and taught. Tell somebody, taught. He taught. He taught. He entered into the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his doctrines, for he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. Every church member should pray that your pastor will teach you as one that has authority, that your pastor will not teach you as one as that of the scribes. Your pastor should teach you as one that has authority. Hallelujah. It says, for he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. And there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone. 
What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had torn him and cried with a loud voice, he came out of him. And they were all amazed in so much as they questioned among themselves, saying, what then is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority commanded he even the unclean spirits, and they do obey him. Hallelujah. Here again, we see a person who has been sitting in the church week after week for a long time. And he was comfortable. He comes to church Sunday after Sunday. Tuesdays. Friday prayer meetings. Wednesday, diocesan service. Every church meeting, he comes and he goes home. No one disturbs him. Hallelujah. Amen. He comes and then he goes. No one disturbs him. He could have been a church leader. He could have been a shepherd. He could have been a deacon. He could have been a worship leader. He could have been one of the choristers. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So only his good spirit was known to the congregation. The congregation knew him as a committed church member. He is at every meeting. They know him as a serious church member. In fact, there were some young ladies whose eyes were on him. They were looking for a day that he would propose to one of them. Committed young man. Serious Christian. So his only, his, the only spirit that was known to the congregation was his good spirit. The good spirit was the only thing that they could identify with until a message came, until someone showed up with a preaching that has authority. Until somebody started preaching, not like the scribes, not like the way the other pastors have been preaching, but someone new came who started preaching. And when the word started coming alive to him like that, he felt something. Something was distracting him. He says, I've been here all the time and nothing bothers me. But what have I to do with thee? Where did you come from? Why did you just show up today? What do you want here? We have been having our church services, no problems. We have been having our services, no problems, no issues. What have we to do with thee? This church, we are okay, we are happy. We come Sunday after Sunday and we leave. No one troubles us. Says, what have we to do with thee? You see, in most cases, there is no clear conflict between the evil and the good spirit. As long as you don't disturb me, I don't disturb you. Amen. <laughs> you dress nicely. You say you are going to church. I'll go with you. 
The evil spirit will tell the good spirit, you want to go to church today? Let's go. You want to wear your nice clothes? Put on your nice clothes. Dress nicely. You want to sing? Go. Come and sing. You want to preach? Come and preach. You want to be a shepherd? I will wait. When we finish, let's go home. Amen. So you find someone doing all these things, but you have a demon. You are preaching, but you have a demon. You are worshiping, but you have a demon. Amen. You want to come to church? Come. Finish. Do your things. When we finish, it's my turn. Let's go. I want to fornicate, so you two follow me. Let, so you find the same person who is worshiping, but the same person is going to fornicate also because there is a good and evil spirit living in the same person. Amen. That is why you have to be very careful who counsels you. You have to be very careful who talks to you. And as long as nothing has happened, nothing has disturbed them, we are at peace. One day I preach a message here. You know, there used to be someone, there used to be a lady that sits in the back, sits in the back. And every time you, 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 you see, she has authority over the church. She, she dominates people. One day I preach a message and that message, I said, who's been talking to you? That was the end. When I preach that message. That's the end. Person left the church. Until, the, until you are touched, we are okay. We come here, we serve, we sing, we give offerings, we pay our tithe, we do everything. So you have to be careful who counsels you. You have to be careful who you confine in. Amen. You see, you can find a snake living in your garden quietly. A snake can live in your garden quietly for a long time. As long as you don't disturb. The day you decide to clean up the weeds and the bushes in the garden and you expose the snake, then you create conflict. Amen. As soon as the snake gets exposed, it gets agitated. It gets disturbed. So you see, for this madman at Gadara, Jesus could have come to gathering and would have had his crusade and preach and he would have gone back. And no one would detect anything. And he would have been fine. Amen. Amen. Jesus could have come and had his crusade and nothing could have happened. But if you go back to the story, Mark chapter 5. Look at verse 6 again. It says, but when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. He ran and worshipped him. So as he was running to worship Jesus, he was going, the good spirit in him was going to worship Jesus, but the evil spirit came along. And it would have been just like all the other pastors who come and say, hey, young man, you, you have to stop these things that you are doing. And God doesn't like that. And then they would have gone. And then he would have gone back. 
Just as the people have been trying to tame him, they couldn't. He had a desire to be tamed. So he says he ran to worship him. He ran to worship him and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God, thou torment me not. Why did he say that suddenly? Why did he say that? But there is something that I think you have not paid attention to. The next verse in verse 8, it says, for, for, because, he said this, because, for, for, Jesus has said, he said, for, he said unto him, come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. Now you have touched an area that you all wanted to touch. Now suddenly you have touched an area that you didn't have to touch. Now you have touched the spirit that was hanging around quietly. Now someone with an eye, someone with a word has identified that it is not just you that came to worship me, but there is another one in you. There is another spirit in you. And Jesus overlooked the worship and he addressed that spirit and he says, you come out of the unman, you unclean spirit, come out now. And he says, leave me alone, leave me alone. Why, 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 Jesus, leave me alone. He came to worship you. Let him worship and go. Leave me out of this. Leave me alone. He's the one that wants to worship you. He's the one that has a desire. He has come to bend. And if you want to lay your hands on him, lay hands on him and go and stop this. Why are you addressing me? Why torment me? Why torment me? For he said, come out, because he saw and he addressed him. So as long as no one addressed him, he's quiet. He was coming with him. He came with him to church. He came with him to worship. He was just finished, finish your worship and let us go to our tombs. But now you are addressing me. Now you are, you, are, you are trying to affect me. Now your word is directed to me. Now you are direct, you are preaching to, to me personally. And he didn't like that. Amen. He didn't like that. He says, for because he has said, come out of the man. So if Jesus did not address that unclean spirit, he would have worshipped him quietly and he would have gone back and said, you finish your worship, let's go. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So you can be in a church for a long time and join the messages and we are laughing together and you are clapping and you are saying Amen. As long as a message has not come to address a demon that is in you, you are okay. As long as a message has not come to talk about something that is in you, you are okay. You keep coming. You keep coming. And you enjoy it. And you say it was a powerful message. And you say, I enjoyed it. The day the message will hit the demon that is in you. The day the message will touch the demon that is in you. You see that that will be the day that you will quit. You are not coming again. Amen. When you find yourself reacting negatively 
to the message, understand that there is a demon in you who has been affected. I say when you find yourself reacting negatively to a message that is preached, understand that there's a demon in you who has been touched. A demon in you has been affected. And he's not happy. Amen. A demon has been disturbed. Hallelujah. When you find yourself saying, oh, here he goes again. Uh Here he goes again. When you find yourself saying that, understand that there's a demon. There is a demon. Amen. When you find yourself saying that, why does he talk about this thing all the time? Why is he constantly talking about this thing? Understand that there's a demon in you that has been touched. A demon has been affected. Amen. Can he move on? Can he move on this point? Yeah, he has been on this point for too long. A demon has been touched. A demon has been touched. When you find yourself saying, enough, enough of this. What you are saying is, leave us alone. Leave us alone. You are tormenting me. Leave us alone. There is a demon who is being touched by the message. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing this afternoon? One time, Bishop was preaching and somebody rose up and says, "Ah, enough of this fornication. Every time fornication, fornication, fornication. Is that the only message that you have? You can't talk about anything else. Fornication for enough of it. It's a demon. (laughs) Amen. Understand that the demon has been touched. I say you can have two spirits living in one person, an evil and a good spirit. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 13. Matthew chapter 16 and verse number 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Amen. Amen. Jesus was asking a question. And Simon Peter had a different answer. And Jesus looked at him and says, this answer that just came from your mouth, it did not come from the flesh. It did not come from the blood. There is a spirit in you that revealed this to you. There is the Holy Spirit in you that must have revealed this thing to you. You did not know this just by flesh and blood. I could imagine how Peter must have felt. Oh, to God be the glory. 
you know, the prayer has been working. You know, we've been praying and fasting. And I mean, I've been hearing things these days and I've been seeing things. You know, if I begin to tell you some of the dreams that I've been having and the things that the Lord has been revealed to me, and then he's going on and going on and going on. And then a few verse down the line, a few verse, you see, as long as Jesus was with them and talking about whom do you think I am and who do men say that I am, and it was fine. This good spirit was talking. But when Jesus began to talk about something that is going to affect the evil spirit, when Jesus began to talk about something that is going to affect the evil spirit, such as sacrificing, such as being died, and such as going in the grave and conquering the grave and overcoming the demons and overcoming Satan and his angels, look at what happened in verse 21. For that time, from that time forth, Jesus began to show unto his disciples how that he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. What are you talking about? You are going to die and you will rise up the third day because this is the conquer. This is the victory that we have. Now when Jesus began to talk about victory over sin and victory over demons, something else is coming. Something else is surfacing. So the next verse, then Peter, the same Peter, few verses who had a spirit that reveals things to him, not by flesh, not by blood. That same Peter, he took Jesus. He says, listen, <laughs> young man, Look, I think, you know, I think something is coming over you. Okay? You are doing these miracles. You are doing all these things. It is, it's okay. I think the people, the way they talk and all these things is frightening you. That's why you are beginning to talk like that. Eh? We have been around. We have been around for a long time. Young men have come and go like that. But you, you are different. Stop talking like that. Okay? Stop talking like that. You see... Jesus, he, 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 he thought he was, this, another spirit is revealing things to him that prevent him from doing this. Talk to him about doing this. And that same man who has a spirit in him that was able to identify Jesus as the son of the living God, that same man, Jesus turned around and said, hey, look at that. He says, look. He says, but he turned and said unto Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me. For thou severest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Is that possible that someone who was just hearing the Holy Spirit, now he severeth the things that be not of God, but be of men? Not flesh and blood this time. Amen. So you can have a good spirit and an evil spirit living in the same person. Amen. I say you can have a good spirit and an evil spirit living in the same. Peter was a pastor in training. Someone who was going to be the head of the church. Amen. That is why you can find a pastor who is a thief. Oh yes. That is why you can hear of a pastor who has stolen the church's money. 
I say you can have an evil spirit and a good spirit living in a person. And doesn't mean that the pastor cannot preach powerfully. Doesn't mean that the pastor does not hear of the Holy Spirit. The pastor hears the Holy Spirit and he ministers out of the Spirit. The words that come out of his mouth, they are from the Holy Spirit. But at the same time, there's an evil spirit that is living in a person. There's an evil spirit that is living in a person. And so you don't conclude and say, oh, you know, all the things you were saying, he didn't hear from the Spirit. Yes, you can hear things will be revealed to you, not by flesh, not by blood. But at the same time, you separate the things that be not of God, but of man. Same person. Is somebody understanding what I'm teaching this afternoon? You can find a pastor who is a powerful pastor, but he's sleeping with a young woman. In the church. Yes. There's an evil spirit and a good spirit living in a person. Amen. That is how you can find a Christian who is a fornicator. You can find a Christian who comes to church. He says, the good spirit says, let's go to church. We go to church. When we finish, it's my turn. Let's go and do our thing. And so, you see, the Christian is there. The good spirit is there, but the evil spirit is fornicating. Amen. We come to church, and after church, the evil spirit takes over. Hallelujah. You can find a Christian who sits in church, sings and worships and does all things, crying unto the Lord, and after church goes out and says all sorts of evil things about the pastor and about the church and about the church members. Amen. You can find Christians like that. That is why you can find a Christian, a born-again Christian, who is a homosexual. A born-again Christian who is sleeping with a man sleeping with a man. Or a woman sleeping with a woman. And you can find it. You can find it. Because there's an evil spirit and then a good spirit living in a person. So the person comes to worship and afterwards goes out and has a desire for another man or his desire for another woman. Yeah. And we pray that the Lord will deliver us from all the... See, I'm sharing these things in you so that you allow the demon in you to be addressed. And I cast every demonic spirit that is in you, that is rebuking you right now, every demonic spirit that is rebelling against this message, I cast that demon out of you. I address you demon directly. Be ye cast out. Right now. By the power of the blood of Jesus that is vested in me. Speak by that power. Amen. Speak by that power. Demonic spirits will not have dominion over you. Amen. They will not have dominion over you. Can find a worshiper, a Christian worshiper, powerful worshiper who also insults at the same time. So it's a good spirit that comes to church, but then the evil spirit comes to insult. The evil spirit is insulting. So you come to church and worship with tears and you are all over the place. But as soon as you go, hey. Amen. 
I'm sharing some important things with you. That is why you can find a Christian who is also an adulterer. A Christian, a married Christian, but you have someone at a job. A married Christian, you have girlfriends all over the place. A married woman, a Christian wife, but you are sleeping with someone else. It's an evil spirit that is doing that. It's an evil spirit. Amen. You find a Christian who also is a juju man. A Christian who also has some things at the waist. You know, you have garden eggs and all sorts of things. Dried, um, the green, little green peas. What do you call them? All of them around your waist. Pepper and everything around your waist. Bovide was a vide. You worship God small, you do juju small. Put around your waist. We know all those. You see, identify the demon that is in you. Identify. If Peter has Satan in him, don't think that you cannot have demon in you. Don't bring yourself. You are not greater than Peter. Peter was in the IPTP being trained to become a pastor. So quickly, what are some of the implications that we can learn from this story? One, a Christian can have two spirits at work in him or in her. A Christian can have two spirits at work in him or in her. Second implication means every Christian must be honest and do a self-assessment at all times. You must be honest and do a self-assessment at all times. Ask yourself, what spirit is dominating this action or this decision? Ask yourself. Every Christian should be able to do that. Ask yourself, what, what spirit is dominating this? What spirit? I'm taking this decision. What spirit is making me take this decision? Patrick, do you understand what I'm sharing? You're making this decision. You're making this choice. Ask yourself. Assess yourself and say, what spirit? Under what spirit am I making this decision? Under what spirit am I taking this action? Amen. The next one, Christians must not be surprised by other Christian behavior. You must not be surprised by other Christian behavior. Such as a prosperous couple, you're planning to marry, you will see the good side of the person. The evil spirit, you may not see. You may see the good spirit. You see, as long as a message has not come to address the evil spirit, you can only see the good spirit that is in the person. But the day that you see the evil spirit being manifested, don't be surprised. There is also an evil spirit in that person. You're planning to marry someone. Be prepared that you will see an evil day. One day. day. Amen. If you are an employer and you hire Christians, don't be surprised and say, hey, a Christian and you are behaving like this. No. There's an evil spirit and a good spirit in the person. Hallelujah. Don't be surprised. Pastors should not be surprised about Christian behavior. If you are a shepherd leader and you hear someone is doing this, hey, I hear one of the shepherds, hey, 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 
don't be too surprised. There's an evil spirit and a good spirit in a person at work. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing this afternoon? You understand? Worship does not make demons leave you. Worship does not make demons leave you. The fact that you are a worshiper does not mean that you have no demons in you. This madman, he came to worship Jesus. At the same time, there were demons in him. Not one demon. Legions. Many demons. Hallelujah. The next one, crying unto the Lord in prayer does not mean that demons are not at work in you. Crying unto the Lord does not mean that demons are not at work in you. Crying unto the Lord in prayer does not mean that demons are not at work in you. The next one. Certain people can have demons working in them even though they come to church and they work for God. Certain people can have demons working in them even though they come to church and they work for God. You see, worshiping does not mean that demons are not in you. Praying all the time does not mean that you don't have demons. What drives demons out is the word of God. Hallelujah. That is why you have to have a lot of the word of God in you. That is why you have to listen to the messages a lot. Read the Bible a lot. That is what drives demons out. You can worship. You can be a worshiper. But you have a lot of demonic plans. Satan was a worshiper, but he was devising a lot of demonic plans to rebel against God. Amen. Hallelujah. It also means that every Christian should assess a counsel that comes from another Christian. Assess it and see what source it is coming from. What scriptural basis is there to this counsel? Hallelujah. You see, when someone talks to you, when someone talks to you, when someone counsels you, when someone talks to you about something and it makes you now diminish in your love for another person. Say, I talked to Banson about Samuel and after I am done talking to Banson, he doesn't love Samuel anymore. Understand that the demon in me is what talks to you. Understand that. Why do I say that? Because you see, the Bible says, 1 John 4, 7, it says, God is love. And anyone that loveth knoweth God. So when I talk to you and there's less love in you, it means that my demon has taken God out of you. Now the love that is in you has gone down. So it says, God is love. Now the love that you have for this man, it has diminished. Therefore, it's a demon that talks to you. Amen. 
So if I finish preaching and then you go to someone and say, this message was about you. You see, the thing that you told the pastor, that is what he was talking about. And the person does not love me anymore and does not want to receive from me. Understand that the demon in the person was the one that gave the advice. It's the demon in the person. If you have conversation with anyone and it leaves you less love for another person, understand that there's a demon that just gave you advice. You used to have love, so much love for this person. You, you, you know, and I have seen this over and over and over again. You find some, there was someone who is, was in the church. When I, after Sunday, the message that the person was sent me, powerful, I was this and I was that. You, since you came here, my life and the message and this and that. And after someone spoke to that person, that was the end. Let's laugh. Understand that. You see, we are all in the church. We are all Christians. But there's an evil spirit and a good spirit. And we ought to assess that. If someone has finished talking to me and I feel that my love for Eric has gone down, I have to assess and say that the love that I have for Eric has gone down. The love that God that is in me has gone down. That is not a good spirit. It's an evil spirit that just finished talking to me. So as the person is leaving, just pray for the person. He has advised you, but pray for the person. You say, mm, that's an evil spirit. That's an evil counseling. I know this person, you say this person talks about me. This person doesn't like me. This person is jealous of me. This person is this, this. But that's an evil counsel because you have left me with less God for this person. You have left me with less God. Is that Sita? Sita, how are you? You understand the message I'm sharing? Yeah. You have, you and your sister are like this. And after you have accounted me, you don't like your sister anymore. Understand that an evil spirit. It is only evil spirit that diminishes the God in you. Hallelujah. It's only evil spirit. Only evil spirit that diminish the God that is in you. If you don't have more love, if I have finished talking to you and your love has not grown, I have not increased. It says, beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. God is love. If I have finished talking to you and your love has not grown, but it has diminished, it means my conversation has diminished the God that is in you. And only evil spirits do that. Amen. Amen. Only evil spirits do that. Hallelujah. You know, I have something that I want to share with you, but um, our time is up. And um, next week, God will, I'll share with you the demon's effect on your physical body. How many of you want to know that? Yeah. I will show you. I will explain to you why, why you, you insult. I will explain it to you. I will explain to you why you beat. I will explain it to you. How many of you want to know? Yeah. Come next week. I will explain. I will share with you. Put your hands together for the Lord and stand to your feet.
Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Oh, yes. The message that came that irritated you. The message that made you uncomfortable. That made you feel unease. It addressed the demon that is in you. Do not be angry. Do not be angry. It came for that purpose. It came for that reason. To address the demon that is in you. Yes. As that whenever you are in church, let the demon in you be addressed. Do not be just happy in church. But feel some irritation. Let the part in you be irritated. It is the demon that is being touched. It is the demon that is being addressed. Yes. When you are irritated, understand. When you are saying, leave us alone. Leave us alone. When you are saying, it's enough. Enough of this. Enough of this. When you are saying, move on. Move on to the next topic. When you feel like saying, oh, you are talking about my issue. You are talking about me. Be the Understand same. that the evil spirit in you is oh, being addressed. Oh, I will never be. I will never be. Yes. Understand. The evil spirit has been touched. An evil spirit has been touched. A demon has been touched. A demon has been addressed. Yes. Yes. Lord, I will walk the path. I will walk the path.
chamber of closed the door and I die will never be the same again. Father, we are thankful and grateful for your word. We thank you, Lord. Indeed, your word is like a two-edged sword. It is quick and it's powerful. You say it is sharper than any two-edged sword. Father, we thank you, God. That your word has revealed in us what we did not know before. Lord, we thank you for the times and the moments where we are irritated by the message. Where we are irritated by the word of God. It is directly addressing the foul spirits that are in us. Lord, we are thankful. We thank you, O God, for your word. We thank you, Lord, that we are set free by your word. We thank you, O God, that as we subject ourselves and our lives to the word constantly, we are being set free from demonic possessions. Father, we thank you and we are grateful. We thank you for this church. We thank you for the fathers that you have given us in this church. We thank you, Lord, that the truth is shared in this church. We thank you, O God, that we shall not preach like the scribes. But we ask, O God, that you continue to give us authority over the word. That we will share like one who has authority. We are grateful and we are thankful this evening. We give you praise and we exalt you in Jesus' name. If there's anyone here this afternoon, you are not born again. You are here this afternoon. You want to give your life to Jesus. If you were to die today, you are not certain of where you are going. But you can make that certainty. This afternoon, you say, I am here. And I'm not born again. But I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. If that is you, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand. And I'll pray with you. You want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. It is between you and Jesus. You will hear a voice talking to you. If that is you, lift up your right hand, wherever you are, and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? You want to receive Jesus into your life? Why don't you all join and let's say this together. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. For me. I, have sinned. I have sinned Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus I, am I am unworthy to be called one of your sons or to be called one of your daughters but Lord Jesus this afternoon I come before you with all my sins Lord Jesus I believe you are the son of God I believe you died for my sins I believe you rose again on the third day I believe in the blood of Jesus. Lord Jesus, let your blood wash me. Let it cleanse me. Let it purify me. This afternoon, I invite you into my life. Take control of my life. Be my master. Be my savior. Lord Jesus, from today, 
today, I will serve you the rest of my life. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. If you said this prayer from your heart and it's the first time you're saying this prayer, We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.